Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. There'd be a lot of poop in my hands. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen a six-foot alligator go swinging through the air and slam into a tree. These guys are the scientists of the supernatural. Lecturers leaving lessons for inquiring laymen. They are applying the scientific method to a world that baffles science. They are the cryptids of the corn. But who else has big black wings and red eyes? Um, Batman. Oh, Mothman. Oh yeah, Mothman. A great white shark was stolen. Oh, someone stole a shark? I got stuff for you you don't even know about. She's a witch. She turned me into a newt. Who knows? Anything could be possible. Anything could be possible. It's really big. Mm -hmm. Abduction vibes. Holy moly. It sounds like you were abducted. And it just stood up. I mean, it just like kept going and going. And she goes, what the... We were muted that whole time. Yeah, they or, couldn't hear us. I would have yelled at you for throwing my hat on your dirty floor. Hey, welcome back to Cryptids of the Corn podcast. I am the great and powerful mystery. And I am the infamous Jay. Uh, I was told today to use that nickname. Infamous? Yeah. Okay. So they liked it. Who? Our, our male lady. Oh, okay. I was like, who Who told you to use the infamous? <laughs> uh, no, we have an extremely special guest with an extremely special and recent topic we're going to talk today. Reoccurring guest. Reoccurring. Jay? Um, we are bringing back and welcoming back the great and powerful alien hunter, Daryl Sims. Woo! Very good. I, that's, that's fantastic to be here again. Oh, we're happy to have you. Yeah, we're excited. Especially what's been happening in your home area. Uh, when we kind of started talking about this, it, or this is a topic we've covered a little bit, uh, but I mean, you have years and years and wealth of knowledge on the subject, uh, so we, we're really, really excited to hear it. Well, uh, the wealth of knowledge is correct. It's going to cost you fifty bucks. I, <laughs> your check is in the mail. <laughs> it always is. It always <laughs> is. Oh, it got lost in the flood. Well, we've had plenty of them in the last few days. I'll tell you. Yeah, and Daryl's still joining us, even though his town is currently three feet below sea level. That's true. We're uh, I had to get home by submarine today. <laughs> <laughs> that commute to work, I mean, it's getting rougher and rougher. <laughs> Boy, it's awful out there. You got to watch out. Oh, and then Ohio's really desperate for rain. Yeah, so we're like, please, please let blessings. it rain. Yeah, man, it's raining in your greenhouse though. Yeah, uh, yeah. But no, so recently there was a series of cattle mutilations down in Texas. And everybody, so it's funny enough that we had a bunch of listeners reach out like, uh, we are, me and you had already had this scheduled, but we had listeners reach out saying, hey, you should have that Daryl guy come back on the show and talk about those cattle mutilations in Texas. I'm like, just you wait, baby birds. Just you wait. Yeah, I paid that guy ten bucks to tell you that. Oh, <laughs> hey, it worked. Your fifty bucks is in the mail. 
<laughs> Good. But no, yeah. Be rich by now. <laughs> You'll get there. You'll just one day a whole bunch of your mailbox will be packed with envelopes of all these checks that have been circulating for about fifty years. Yeah, he's still waiting on that day. <laughs> just dead silence. Well, <laughs> he's waiting on that check. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> no, so yeah, you. I mean, it's this year's. Uh, it's up to you how you want to take this with the cattle mutilation topic. We're just here to kind of listen and bounce ideas off you. Okay, that's uh, that, that'll be fine. Um, <clears throat> cattle mutilations. I, I, I think um, I'd like to uh, kind of uh, give a, a bit of an overview on the mutilation subject, so that your audience is uh, perhaps a little more informed. Uh, if some of them are not up to speed on this thing. Cattle mutilations are only one aspect of the mutilation issue. Uh, mutilation issue can range anything from, it, it ranges generally news-wise by things that cost money. Cattle cost thousands of dollars, therefore cattle are going to be important. We have uh, cat mutilations uh, around Houston and other places, even in overseas. and but. Cats don't cost much money, so nobody cares. That's as far as they're concerned, that's a bad person in the neighborhood cutting up cats or doing awful things. Uh, we have uh, uh, rat mutilations, believe it or not. And <clears throat> one of the last cases, if I'm not mistaken, was in uh, in uh, uh, Edinburgh, Edinburgh, uh, in Scotland. And there were like seven mice lined up in a row rats lined up in a row on the driveway of the abductee's home, all with their heads severed and uh, all perfectly laid out uh, in a row. I don't know if you're, you're familiar with that, but catching rats and doing that is kind of a real difficult thing to do, especially mm -hmm. six or seven of them at a time. Um, but like I said, the, the idea of mutilations, uh, the news goes after the things that makes news, basically. And that's things that cost money, like cattle. Uh, we have pets that have been mutilated. Uh, and of course, the worst case scenario, in my view, are human mutilations. Those rarely ever hit the news because those uh, are not news. Those are too scary to deal with. And the UFO people don't want to deal with them because, again, they're, that's too much. That's not what UFO people, we want to talk about flying saucers and and something positive. And uh, for me as a ex-cop, ex-CIA, uh, the bottom line is you go where the evidence shows and it doesn't make any difference to me where that evidence leads. But uh, generally speaking, uh, people like to talk about cattle mutilations, so that's what we'll kind of focus on today. And uh, recently we had some cattle mutilations, uh, six mutilated cows literally were found dead in, on different properties along Texas Highway, uh, spanning three counties, literally. Uh, uh, um, I'll just give you a brief history on that. Uh, investigating the six-year-old dead, uh, six-year-old cow that was found dead, uh, and five other similar occurrences from College Station to Madison, Brazoria, and Robertson counties. Uh, generally speaking, the the sheriff's uh, offices in these particular cases. To give you a, a brief 
diagram of, or idea of what happened, like, such as the six-year-old cow who found the straight cut uh, with apparent precision, removing the hide around one side of the animal's mouth. Uh, the tongue was also removed, no blood spill. A rancher reported no predation had happened to the cows. No birds had scavenged the animal remains, uh, the sheriff's office said. Cows were found, in, other cows were found in similar conditions, but in two instances, the external organs were taken as well. So each cow was mutilated in different locations. There were no signs of struggle. Now, this is very, very unusual because if a cow gets attacked, killed, assaulted by anybody, a gun or anything else, there's going to be all kinds of disturbed soil and uh, evidence of the animal dying. The cast, the grass was undisturbed. There were no footprints, no tire tracks around the deceased cows, according to the post. The cause of death of all six cows remains unknown. Uh, Madison County Sheriff officials did not respond to the Sunday request for comment. Now that's going to be super, super common. What's, what is it that's common? Well, basically the, the sheriff's department has nothing further to say. So kind of, for me, uh, reporting a cattle mutilation to the sheriff's department, it generally is a waste of time other than making a police report so they can say cow was found dead uh, so that your insurance would pay off on it. But that's 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 just about all you're going to get because they don't have a, they don't have much knowledge about how to investigate something that might not be um, uh, a bad person cutting up or hurting a cow, as an example. Especially when there are no tire tracks, no footprints, no signs of animal predation on the deceased animal, this sort of thing. So you're not going to get what ought to be done is a certain kind of an examination, which they're not familiar with, and I'll talk about later, and uh, what you need to be looking for in these mutilation cases. Hmm. One case I went to, uh, I was called up in uh, near uh, Brenham years ago by a uh, sheriff's department, and they said, we understand you know something about these kind of cattle mutilations, you come talk to us about it, and I did. And I looked at their pictures and things they had and said, this is, in my opinion, nothing more than some evil person out there uh, cutting up somebody's horse and damaging it and so on. This is, has nothing to do with uh, anomalous uh, mutilations, so to speak. And you got to understand that a cop looks at someone making this kind of report as um, you're either, number one, a nutcase or you're a weirdo UFO guy, or you're a possible perpetrator. Hmm. That's what they think as soon as you call in or, or, or somebody mentions that, you know, you should have so-and-so come look at it. Uh, uh, you know, one of these uh, mutilation experts, uh, they generally are not going to give much credibility to it. In fact, they'll be looking very closely at you as a possible culprit since how do you know so much about all of that? Hmm. Where did you get that information? How come you know a lot more than we do? So anybody that knows more than a cop generally is considered a suspect. And, and, and there are 
sometimes there's good reason for that sort of thing. But generally a person, the people you want to look at is a good example. You, you find a, a forest fire that's caused by an arsonist. Generally in, in those type situations, house fires and, and forest fires, things like that, you want to look at camera photographs and camera and people photographs and film footage of people at the scene. Because generally the person who sets fire to this sort of thing, they're in the crowd. Hmm. So you'll want to look at everyone there. So that's just the way it is. But in these cases, uh, the mutilation person or whoever did this is not going to be present. The reason is because they either belong to one, the alien, or B, to the intelligence community. And neither one are we going to show up to answer any questions for any reason at all. So they'd rather have an ignorant uh, police force scratching their heads and then calling the FBI in, and they're scratching their heads. And they can't figure it out either. All I can do is just give you more details about why there's no cracks, why there's no this or so on, but they still can't give you a culprit or a suspect. Hmm. It's interesting. So, I know, it's just like... So, like, when these uh, cows are getting mutilated, um, are they... I guess it's hard to for me to even imagine what kind of device is doing it. If Is it even a device? That's, I was going to ask about that. Is it, like, the only thing... Because I've seen some of the pictures from the one that just happened down there. Like, you were talking about the tongue cuts that... Like, a surgical laser would be the only thing that I could think of that would cut. But they burn as they cut. So, you know, there wasn't a lot of burns. I don't know. It's crazy to me that... And like you said, getting a 2,000-pound cow to sit still so you could kill it and start lopping off pieces of it and not have it thrashing around, that's not an easy task. It's quite impressive. I've had to move cow into a trailer, and they about kill you, let alone you're trying to kill them. Well, that's very true. The the fact is that uh, what has to... uh, and I'm an ex-cop, so one of the things I would want to do in my investigation in looking at a case like this that's anomalous is to put my cop hat aside for a moment and get some other hat. But that hat is, is not solving any cases at this point. We're not getting ahead. We're not getting any real information here about what really happened to these cattle in the, in the sense of where we can point a finger at something or somebody. Uh, so I think that if we put on a different hat, and uh, uh, like I mentioned in my last uh, podcast with you, the, the different hats that I use, I, I start with the UFO hat to get rid of that right off because it most of the time doesn't have a clue about what really happened. Mm-hmm. And, and people... They, we just simply don't have a clue. We're just fascinated and interested and all that, but you know, it's just a, it's just a big question mark there. So the cop hat is a, my cop hat, which is next is one I like to use many times. But when looking at cattle mutilations and animal mutilations that are not clearly not uh, cross mutable, such as even if you figured out. The CIA or whoever it is, NSA, whoever, or a uh, an alien is an example. 
it's highly unlikely that you're going to prosecute that case. It's just not <laughs> going to happen. They're not going to show up. Who do you think you're going to charge anyway? What if they did? So, uh, the Grays just starts walking they, down the courtroom. Yeah. Did you try, you know, you sending them a, a summons? Subpoena? Yeah. Yes. No, but you're right. That. They're they're not showing up. Intelligence community, actual aliens or whatever. Yeah, it's dead. It's a dead end. Well, I, I'd like to go back a little bit and uh, to 1994. Uh, I was in, I was doing a medical presentation on medical complications of lead human alien contact, specifically implants to 250 surgeons at John Muir Medical Hospital. This was a continued education program for doctors and medical staff uh, to uh, continue their education. Now, while I was there, a friend of mine, uh, I'd heard of, I say friend of mine, I'd heard of him and talked, but never met him in person. He was a Fife, Alabama cop and was really well known back then for exposing cattle mutilations. He was the really go-to guy uh, that there were a couple of people, but in three or four really, but he was one of the top people that was on the scene, so to speak, at the time. And he called me and said, I'd like to meet you for dinner at the Dunphy Hotel. Where you're going to be speaking. I want to buy you a steak dinner. And I got thinking, steak, cows, he's a cattle mutilation expert. Sounds like I'm on the menu. <laughs> and sure enough, I was. So as soon as we got there, uh, the lady was with him, kind of leaned back against the wall in her chair, smiled, and uh, I realized, again, I was on the menu. And uh, they brought my steak, and he looked at everything. I pulled out the salt shaker and took the top off of it and sprinkled salt all over the steak. And he said, that really is true, what you said about abductees needing salt. And I said, that's pretty much the case. And he said, wow, Unbelievable. And just I started eating, he says, I want to know what you know about cattle mutilations. Well, of course, I told him, I said, hey, you're the expert. Why in the world do you ask somebody like me, right. you a full guy, about cattle mutilations? What do I know? And he's a typical cop, really sharp, very good, and he would not let go. He's like They're like a, like a bulldog. Once they bite something, they just hold on. Mm-hmm. And then he said again, I want to know what you know about cattle mutilations. I looked over at the girl that was leaning against the wall, and she just smiled. She realizes he's got you now. And I said, well, uh, not much. You know, I mean, I just stuff I read and so on, and uh, that didn't work either. I wanted to find out how good a copy really was, so he wouldn't let go of that bone, so to speak. And he said, I want to know what you know about cattle mutilations. So I looked over at her and she smiled and I looked back at him. He's got this tough look on his face. And I said, um, I suspect you've got four different kinds. Or he gets quiet, looks at her and says, what do you mean? I said, well, one of the perpetrators is them. And I pointed upward. He said, who's that? And I said, the alien, of course. He said, what are the others? And I said, the other ones, we did it. He said, who's that? And I said, the intelligence community, of course. He said, who are the others? I said, the third group, in my opinion, are, is a much, much smaller group. But these are people who uh, would give anything in the world for the alien to contact them. 
In other words, they think people getting abducted are just a bunch of clowns that don't have a clue, and they're fortunate and they don't get it. And if they, these particular people who are doing the third class simulations, which are very small, uh, if they got picked up by the alien or got noticed by the alien, they would understand how to respond to them, and they get it. They're higher beings who are have a higher uh, density than you do, and uh, they get it, so to speak. They're the enlightened humans on planet Earth that truly really get what's going on. <clears throat> but they can't get the alien to pay attention to it. So they think if they mutilate an animal in a proper way, the alien might pay attention to who's doing it. And they find out it's humans, wow, then they'll come get us and say, hey, you're just like us. You mutilate, mutilate animals like we do. And in all virtual cases, in my opinion, that's not going to happen. Right. Nobody's coming to them. They're just not, they're not interested in you. And the fourth group of people are people that have never basically been convicted by the feds or anybody, really. And that's the ones everybody claims is doing the mutilations to begin with. Cultists, Satanists, and all kinds of oddballs out there who love to carve up animals for, just for the sake of doing it. Well, the only problem is there's no real evidence that they're doing that. Now, the question is, do they do that? Well, of course they do it to animals, but not to, they are not responsible for these particular cows being mm -hmm. mutilated and so on. There are no footprints, no tar, tar tracks and so on. I don't think they're carrying on 2,000 pound cattle on their backs and not leaving tracks. It's not going to happen. So that's the four groups of people. Well, at that point, the uh, Ted Oliphant, the five Alabama cop, uh, looked at me and said, well, I think it's the uh, military that's doing it. And I said, well, that, that's a, it's a good statement and it's, it's a good thought. Uh, the problem is it's not completely correct. I said they're responsible for some things and not particularly the military, but more specifically the intelligence community. These are intelligence operations when they're involved. And uh, they said, no, we think it's military. I said, listen to me, I'm ex-military and I take personal offense you would throw me, lump me into the intelligence community doing nasty stuff like this, saying that all military people would go along with it. I wouldn't have gone along with it. So uh, uh, so let's just leave it throw, it, throw it back on the intelligence community. And the question is, do, does the intelligence community get military people to do some of their ops? Well, of course they do. Of course they do. But the fact is that uh, the, it's the intelligence community's operation in the story. But beyond that, it's the alien, uh, the ones who basically started that whole show. And finally, uh, he looked at me and said, well, I think you're wrong. And I said, well, okay. Yeah, I have been wrong before, so that's a distinct possibility. I said, uh, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, he took offense to that. He's a really sharp, really good cop. And he said, uh, <clears throat> you got a case, make make it. And I said, okay. And I said, don't make me embarrass you in front of God and everybody present because you're going to be wrong. And he says, you got a case, make it. I said, all right. I said, uh, I'll give you a case. It's documented. Tons of meat fell out of the air. Tons of meat fell out of the air. Some of them were cattle. 
different animals. But uh, one of the animals that uh, fell out of the sky, the parts of meat, were human. Mm. The meat was sliced. It was uh, hearts, lungs, etc. It's well, that doesn't make. Uh, it, it doesn't matter whether it's human or animal. It doesn't make any difference. It's still the still the military anyway. I said, no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. I said, no, it wasn't. I said, I told you not to challenge me. I said the case happened in the 1880s. Who in the CIA do you think did that? In the 1880s, you said? Yeah. Okay. 1880s. This ain't the Kentucky meat shower, is it? It's a, it's a, a good, this is just one of several meat. meat showers that happened. Gotcha. And they were looked at by doctors and different experts. And uh, they, of course, nobody had, of course, one would say, well, there was a war and they blew up something. There wasn't any <laughs> war in the 1880s. 1880s. Where they blew up cattle people and everything. And then sliced them on the way down. Right. Not not exactly a true story. The people who do say things like that are grasping for straws mm-hmm. to give an answer. Just any answer for an inquiring public who wants to know that you're asking the wrong people because the people giving you those types of stupid answers don't have a clue. Right, exactly. Um, what would the, the intelligence community... What would any reason or would they want to be involved with any form of mutilation of any animal? Well, now you're making a really, really, really good question here. <laughs> I expected that of you two. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and answer it. Okay. This time. This time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, intelligence community, in my opinion, because. The, the Fife, Alabama cop asked the same questions, and they're, and they're good questions. They're, they're, they're really the questions you ought to be asking. And uh, they, he said, well, even if, if it was an intelligence community, you know, they're doing it for some particular reason. I said, well, obvious reason for getting, if you throw out the alien equation, which you can't in my vision, but let's suppose you do, as he did, and that's all the intelligence community, or all the military, or whoever you want to blame it on. <clears throat> the only problem with that explanation, <clears throat> the, the difficulty with it is you're getting the, the, horse, the, the cart before the horse, so to speak. In other words, who started this stuff to begin with? Well, if it started in the 1880s or earlier, and it did, then uh, you're missing the whole point. Then the intelligence community didn't start it. Mm-hmm. In fact, they got in on it. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, what does that mean? Well, there are at least two explanations I can give you that make sense to anybody studying this phenomenon. The first reason the, the intelligence community would be doing it, in my opinion, the first one and the foremost would be they're spying on the alien to find out what they're doing. Hmm. The second reason, the second reason is that the intelligence community is doing their own mutilation of cattle and making it look like quote unquote aliens did it Mm -hmm. is to cover up things that they've done uh, on covert black ops in particular, like at the Dulce Indian Reservation where they uh, wanted to detonate an underground 
20 kiloton, I believe it's 20 kiloton uh, nuclear bomb uh, underneath the soil. And the reservation, the natives would not allow them to do that. The officials said no. Well, the military just went off the reservation, you know, a couple of miles or so, and dug a hole down there and did the detonation anyway. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, the reason they were doing mutilations, because at, shortly after that, mutilations were happening on the reservation. They were happening before the detonation, but afterward especially. And a number of the ranchers there were getting cattle, horses uh, mutilated, and, uh, and nobody could figure out what the deal was. Well, it's not doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that after they do a detonation like that on the ground, they want to check and see where the radiation and other effects go in the water soil, uh, in soil and in the water table. And what better way to do that than to start checking the cattle because guess what they eat mm-hmm. and drink? Soil and water from the soil. <clears throat> Therefore, that's a great place to check the mutilation uh, uh, issues and to see the uh, but they're, they're, again, they're checking on their own operation, which was that nuke that they busted underground. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense why the intelligence community would be doing it and then, quote unquote, do it like uh, the alien, so to speak, and uh, make it look like the alien or some satanic group did that. So when they, when it is that special case where they are the ones doing it, checking the cows for you know, radiation in their, in their bodies. Um, is there a tell that you can tell it's them doing it rather that, than an alien or so that's I had a cultist? Yeah. It, what, what's kind of, when you look at it, what's your distinguishing factors for the, the types that you put out there of what makes this kind of look like it's going in this category versus this category? Well, so you're trying to find out all my secrets, huh? Trying. Yeah. Trying. Well, nice try. <laughs> Man, I gotta write a lot of checks today. Right, <laughs> run out of checks here. Okay, that, those are great questions, and, uh, and any, any investigator should have asked them long, long, long ago. And, and unfortunately, I in some cases, I don't think they have. Uh, the, one of the best cattle mutilation investigators out there is a, a buddy of mine out in Colorado, and we'll talk about him later if you want. But he's done some seminal work on mutilations and written some uh, uh, really, really good stuff. Uh, you'll find them all over the internet. And anyway, um, one of the things you want to look for in, in well, I, I, let me go back to a story. Okay. Uh, and uh, maybe, maybe this will help a little bit. Uh, let me finish the story with the. Uh, with Fife Alabama cop, mm-hmm, yeah. what I told him. And then if I miss anything in your questions, please go ahead and put okay. me down and let me make me answer your question. I'm not avoiding it at all. Um, the next question he asked me was, well, how do you know so much about these mutilations? And I said, well, <clears throat> I said, I, I think your cattle glow in the dark. I mean, there was absolute, total silence. You could have heard a pin hit the carpet if you had dropped a pin on the floor. He looked at me and said, what do you mean by that? And I said, 
I mean, your some of your cattle glow in the dark. I mean, they they've been pre-marked with fluorescence, and I mean, he was disturbed by that answer. And he says, "How did you find that out? We didn't tell anybody that. A doctor, so and so, and I, the only ones who know about it, blah blah blah." blah. And I said, "Look, I'm an ex-cop. I said it was in the CIA for three, two years, and I said." <laughs> because of my prior background, I said, I'm an investigator. I said, it's not like I'm stupid. I think I can figure some things out. I can do the research. I have looked at things and I've got friends in some low places and they'll tell me things. <laughs> and anyway, they, he looked at me and said, what color? And so I told him, he said, we never told anybody that. And I said, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that you didn't. Well, I'm sure it's a big secret. We'll keep it all quiet. And anyway, he said, what, what do you think that means? And I said, well, I said it was found accidentally by some of your people. And they were, they started herding cattle through a cattle chute. And somebody brilliantly put up a black light. And some of the cattle showed they had been pre-marked. Hmm. And... I said, like with the paint gun, so to speak, paintball gun from the helicopter. Hmm. And he got real quiet. And I said, my point is some of these cattle have also been pre-marked, in my opinion, by the alien. What do you mean? I said, just exactly what I said. I said, the intelligence community, these people are not stupid. I said, they know how to find cattle that have been pre-marked uh, by, uh, by some of their own, not their technology, but other technologies. And he said, like what? And I said, well, DSP satellite was, a, these at the time, were 18 geosynchronous satellites that all their lenses 2,400 miles up are pointed toward Earth. And I wonder why they were pointed toward Earth. So... These satellites are capable of differentiating uh, a heat signature of, of less than five degrees on an animal. For instance, if a cow down there had mad cow disease, they could spot him out of a herd of cattle in a minute. Mm -hmm. And I said, now, a friend of mine is a DSP satellite expert, and he... Um, <clears throat> When I pinned him down on Art Bell one time uh, about the same subject, I said, the DSP satellite can do that. He said, yes. He said, that's not classified. And I said, therefore, you could have seen all the mad cattle in England whenever the big mad cow scare was on. He said, yes. And, of course, Art Bell was horrified. Mm -hmm. And I said, you could see mad cow disease in this country if it exists. He said, yes. I said, is there a mad cow disease, who felt disease in the deer and elk population in the middle part of the country? Silence. And then he said, yes. Mm -hmm. I said, that's the reason the, the uh, forestry business has told everybody you can, when you kill these animals during that period of time that you can keep the heads for a trophy, but don't eat the meat. 
Yes. I said, so you guys knew this all along and didn't tell anybody. Yes. So that's kind of disturbing. I said, but here's the good news. I said, all DS, uh, all the Central Intelligence Agency or any other intelligence community has to do is call up DSP because DSP is those satellites. Each one of them has got three lenses on it. One lens sees in the infrared, one of them sees in ultraviolet, and the third lens sees in visible light range. In other words, if they were looking at your watch pointed toward them, they could read your watch from 2,400 miles up. Jeez. Literally. That's not classified by the way. Yeah. So what's my point? Well, my point is they see in three different lenses. Why is that? Well, because the alien phenomena will often appear in infrared, ultraviolet, and visible light. Just because the UFO disappears doesn't mean it, it went to another dimension. It may still be right there. Mm-hmm. And if you turn the infrared on it, you could see it if you got the right nanometer length. Anyway, my point is that all this, if, if uh, let's say the, the CIA suspects uh, and I, and I told I told my friend I said this is why I think your intelligence answer or your military answer is not complete. It is true, but not complete, because your intelligence people, if all they wanted was cattle, they could simply grow their own cattle on government land and do their own mutilations all they wanted all day long. Right. Nobody'd ever be the wiser. Why do they want some guy's cow in Podunk, Kansas, somewhere? Because his cow glows in the dark with a special particular mutilation mark on it. And they know what that nanometer length is in the, in the fluorescent range. And when they see that, it, or when they suspect that that's happened, they will call uh, DSP satellite. DSP, they'll simply ask, DSP is not in on it, so to speak. They're simply asking a question by the intelligence community. If you look, when you do your scans in the United States, when you see, if you scan anything in, let's say, Kansas or in those counties in Kansas, would you let us know if you find any fluorescence on any animals there, particularly the cattle? And I say, oh, okay, they don't know what you're looking for. Then they call you back and say, we've got uh, three cattle in two three counties that have got specialized marks on them in the infrared in the fluorescent range of let's say 267 nanometers and then they give you the location then all of a sudden little old farmers out there in the middle of the night having a smoke on his cigar or his pipe and he sees his black helicopter roll up and the black helicopter will come up there in the middle of the night with a bright light stole my cow <laughs> and so Nobody has a clue, so everybody says, well, that's just the CIA or the government stealing people's cows, mutilating them, and then all of a sudden it gets dropped back there again a few hours later. Mm-hmm. And usually in those cases, you'll find there's an impact where the cow was actually dropped. The cow is already dead, and uh, the mutilation looks very, very similar, if not the same as a, uh, but you have to know the, trained to know what you're looking for 
and whether it's the government or whether it's the intelligence, whether it's the alien. And in those particular cases, the uh, the cow will be dropped and the, the leg or two or whatever bones will be broken if they're dropped from too high a, a level. And then the black helicopter flies off and then the stupid people that, and I mean this with respect, and this doesn't sound like it, but I do mean that. People with UFO hat will run up to and say, yep, that's the aliens did that. They don't have a clue. And when the rancher sits there and says, the black helicopter with a bright light showed up and you know, picked up my cow. He may not have seen them drop it, but he may be out there on his horse the next day and find his cow out there, again, with no tracks or retired prints or no footprints or anything, but he sees that the cow has an impact. There's a little tiny impact crater around it, so to speak. And the cow, you have somebody examine it from the maybe a college, and they said, Well, this cow's got a broken leg. Why would he have a broken leg? And, and well, probably because it's impacted and dropped. Now, uh, that's one of the things uh, why, the, as I told my friend, I said, That's how the intelligence community can use DSP satellite communications without involving the U.S. without involving the DSP satellite uh, and that's the defense systems program satellites without them knowing what they're actually doing. They don't have to tell anybody because they're they're not involved. They're just telling them information about cows that got special marks on them in the infrared in the fluorescent range. If that makes any sense for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. That's, that's amazing. Thank you. All right. Yeah. So we can go a little further if you like. Yes. So I told uh, told him I said they're involved in that. I said, but that doesn't tell you who marked the cow to begin with. Mm-hmm. Why would the intelligence community come out and pick up their cows that someone else marked? I said. So again, you you got to go back to the to the uh, which came first, chicken or the egg, and. Uh, and it's to me, it's kind of a simple answer. As the intelligence community is involved, make no mistake about it. But they're involved for black operations. The second reason they're involved is they're actually watching what the they're spying on what the alien is doing. I said, now are you ready for this? And he said, What's that? I said, You're really not gonna like this one. As sometimes the alien spies on the intelligence community to find out what they're doing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And they'll come out and pick up a cow that may already be mutilated uh, or has been tampered with, at least. And then they, the alien will bring the cow back and lay it back down, mutilated. But two people have worked on that cow. Number one, you'll find the same mutilation, but it, but it's clear that the intelligent that the alien did that. But whenever someone does a necropsy on the cow, if they're smart enough to do it. They'll find human ph- pharmaceuticals in the cow. Mm. How did that get in there? Well, the intelligence community did it. But do you think the alien might want to know that? Mm-hmm. Sure they would. Because they want to know what you know about them. Mm. To underscore what I'm talking about a little clearer, we had a cattle mutilation up in uh, Oregon years and years ago. And a friend of mine is an ex-cop, and he did the investigation, and I gave him my input on it. And so on. And one of the things they did is found they checked the cow. And uh, this was back in the early 1990s. 
and uh, they did uh, they went out and they checked soil samples every 10 feet out in all directions northeast southwest and they did that on purpose to about uh, a couple hundred feet why would you do that well, for obvious reasons you want to know who did it did the alien do it did a flying saucer come there and drop the cow or or place him there or did an intelligence committee or so what we found is that there was a human pharmaceuticals uh some of the pharmaceuticals uh were spread in all directions at various different uh, uh, uh <clears throat> densities so to speak okay what does that mean well it means that somebody in a helicopter dropped that cow there mm -hmm. what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Clearly, that was not the alien. So there's a telltale sign for a CIA or intelligence you, marker. You, you know what you're looking for. You know what to look for. You can figure this stuff out. But most you can't do it with a UFO hat. Right. UFO hats never figured out anything, and only a decent <laughs> good cattle mutilation guy has figured this stuff out. UFO people are still scratching their heads about half a dozen issues, but you're going to have to have a different hat. To, to discover this stuff mm -hmm. and uh, Chris O'Brien is one of the top people that I, I've known him for many many years uh, I had him down speaking in the Houston UFO Network many years ago I like him he's a good egg and uh, he is the go-to guy to study this stuff I've not shared some of my ideas with him because he's got his own work and he does a real good job and he's probably forgotten more than most of these people in the UFO community are ever going to know about animations. He's a good guy, and he's uh, he's written some really good books. You should check out Chris O'Brien on the internet, and you'll you'll get some excellent reading and find some good books. He's written probably a dozen of them. Already. But uh, Chris is a good egg, and uh, but uh, I have my own. I don't read other people's stuff and then go uh, parrot it as if it were my own work basically the fact is that there are ways you can determine whether the intelligence community or an alien did some of this stuff you may not be able to tell all of it but uh, let me go back one more step if i may and give you one more hint that you're probably not, not going to find um i was on a show called we were the seven of us were trying out for a position four positions on a show called Uncovering Aliens. It was a TV show that uh, 
that lasted for four, there were four series in it. And uh, anyway, while we were testing out, they, were, they, they put a big screen in front of us, all seven of us, and I was sitting over by myself, uh, away from the other six. And uh, <clears throat> they do that on purpose because what they want you to do is basically show how smart you are and uh, get in there and just butcher each other. And so that's going to tell them who the four big players are. Mm. Well, I already knew I was going to be one of them because they, one of the owners of the uh, uh, TV program had called me in advance and said, uh, if you don't come on the program, we're not going to, we're going to cancel it. <laughs> so I knew I was in anyway, so I didn't have to worry about any of it. I wouldn't sit in there and argue with a bunch of clowns with UFO hats to just see where they were going with it. But anyway, uh, they had uh, Sean David Morton there and several other people, uh, really smart. And of course, Sean is like the, the Wikipedia of ufology. He knows everything and kind of modifies things as he needs. <laughs> not exactly Encyclopedia Britannica. Anyway, um, they, were, they showed a picture of Snippy the horse and uh, the, the first mutilated horse that they they actually studied. Yep. And a friend of mine actually has the horse skeleton. Uh, uh, Judy Messaline up in, uh, in Colorado. I was at her conference a few years ago, and she's actually got the horse body out there, the, the, the skeleton of it, which would probably be noteworthy to still study. But anyway, uh, they showed Snippy the horse uh, mutilated there laying, and of course, right off the bat, Sean and the other people arguing, trying to give out as much facts as they could, the history, the pathology, all the things they could to make themselves look smart and secure themselves in their position, so to speak. And uh, anyway, they were going on 90 miles an hour of this stuff. And finally, the, one of the producers sitting behind me is three of them. <laughs> he said, Daryl, you can jump in here at any time. And I said, well, they've already told you all kinds of good stuff about it. And I said, but the thing they didn't tell you was this, the evidence that investigators found beyond that. And of course, that was a baited question I did on purpose to see if anybody was in the audience stupid enough to take the bait. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there was. Hook, line, and, and stinker. Sean, Sean David Morton, who I knew very well, took the bait and says, what evidence? I know, I've studied every bit of this and I've never found any. There isn't any other evidence. And I said, well, I, like I said, the best investigators know this, Sean. And they just left it quiet for a few seconds and he didn't comment. And uh, I said, there is other evidence that was found in this particular case that uh, was not made privy to the UFO hatters, so to speak. And that's why you don't know. All you know is what you read in the newspaper. I said, I'm not a parent. I don't, a parent doesn't do anything but simply parrot that which something, someone yells at him over and over mm -hmm. until he can actually remember it to parrot it. I said, I'm not a parent. I'm, I'm, I'm an investigator. This is what I do. What evidence is that? And I said, the white powder that was found in the, underneath Smith, Snippy's head. What white powder? What are you talking about? 
don't know what you're talking about. I never heard of anything. I said, I said the best investigators. No way. That wouldn't be you. Where everybody's got quite the other three, uh, other six, I guess it was, got real quiet. They they realized he'd been set up and he bit and he got caught. Well, I don't know anything about any way Pat Tyler. I said, of course you don't. I said, but you're not an investigator, you weren't told. And uh, that's why you don't know anything about it. I never heard anything about any powder anywhere. I said, well, the white powder showed up before. I said, I'll give you one last case and then I'll just shut up. I said, I have a case. It's not my case, but it was given to me by a Brazilian investigator in which a man owned a big ranch in the middle of nowhere. And then he had a little farmhand that worked there, had his own little room, his own little place he stayed. And the farmer, the rancher, would literally go into town, which would take him two or three days, get in town, get supplies, and get back. When he got back, he called for the, the worker, and he couldn't find him anywhere. It had rained. It had been a storm. And he noticed that uh, some of his cows were dead. The chickens were dead. And they weren't just dead. They were carbonized. The best way I can describe that to your audience is you remember the movie Star Wars where uh, uh, Han Solo was carbonized. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They looked like that. They, they literally looked like that. The carbonization is black and it's unbelievable. So uh, the man is really confused about his cattle and his chickens. And of course, they're all kind of sitting in mud because it had rained. And he kept yelling for his work hand and, he's, and, uh, and it's yelling at him in Portuguese because that's what they speak there. And no answer. And he beats on his door, tries to open the door, and it's locked. And apparently the man had locked himself on the inside of that house, his little house there, because of what was on the outside out there attacking the cattle and the chickens. Mm -hmm. He was afraid it was coming after him and his dog. So he got inside the house and the, the rancher finally looked inside the window and was horrified. He saw the man carbonized, just like the horse, the, the sheep, uh, excuse me, the, the chickens and the cattle. And you could see the dog was half carbonized. It was still alive. Mm. And anyway, the guy called for the federales, the militars, the police you know, send the army out of here. And they came. I said, the most important thing uh, about the story, I think, I said, I, there's a lot of facts I could tell you about it. I said, but that's not what you're interested in. All you want to know is about the powder. I said, white powder was found underneath carbonized men and the dog. It wasn't found underneath the cattle and the chickens simply because it had rained and it flooded and probably all that had washed away. Mm -hmm. uh, so like I said, the best investigators did this. And then I just got quiet. So I, of course it was obvious at that point, nobody ever asked a further question. What else should you be looking for underneath some of these cattle out there? White powder. Right. I would be looking for white powder. That's number one. And I'll give you another hint. A friend of mine was running a UFO show 
and it was uh, they wanted me to come on, and I said, uh, and uh, Bill Burns is his name. He's a, he's well known on uh, TV. He's a friend of mine, and he said, uh, "Oh, well, I want you to come on the show and do Academy Lace." And I said, "No, I, I would have to come on this myself." And he said, "Well, now we can't do that." I said, "I'm not interested." I said, "I am the alien hunter. I, I'm not somebody else. I'm not some jackleg that you." want to be on the show and make a few comments about and so on. I said, that's not going to happen. Well, we can't do that. And I said, then we don't have to do it. So anyway, here's the story. They, they went ahead with the show anyway. And uh, there had been a mutilation and the rancher that had the mutilation. Um, he was horrified. It was the winter time, and they were out there. It's cold. There's one boy out there, young guy, who's out there with the with the, looking at the cow that's mutilated and, and frozen and everything. And, and the rancher is so upset. He's actually in tears because there's so many of his cattle have been mutilated. I mean, it, it, it's killing him financially. It's going to ruin him. And uh, he's just horrified by this. And uh, I'm watching the show with my wife. And, and uh, she said, what do you think? And I said, we're going to screw it up. And she said, what are they going to do? I said, what they've always done, nothing. Basically, get out there, poke around on the cow, said, well, look at all that. Take these pictures. Yeah, it's been mutilated. Well, I wonder who did that. Was it the Army or the intelligence community or the aliens or, or, the, or some cultists did it, you know? I said, these people don't have an understanding of the type of procedures that are done and know what kind of evidence to look for. They're never going to have a clue. So anyway, uh, they say that uh, all the, well, anyway, young man is out there and he's alone with the, the rancher. The rancher finally leaves and because Bill and the, these other people are, are flying into the airport and the young man's got to go pick them up. But before the young man goes to pick him up, because they hadn't called him yet, he does something remarkably smart. Probably an accident, but he just happened to have a metal detector in it. Mm. And ran, ran it over the cow, and all of a sudden you hear the metal detector go, boop, 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 boop. And whatever metal that's being detected with this metal detector, it's moving mm. in the deceased cow. Mm. Now, question. Ring, ring, phone rings. Hey, we're at the airport. Come pick us up. Should you leave the cow and go pick them up or not? I ain't leaving that thing. Never leave the cow. Never leave your wingman. Never leave your evidence. <laughs> no, never, es ever. Especially when it's crawling around and it's metal inside of the cow. So he left and went to pick him up. Oh, gosh. And when he came back and said, look what I found. He pulls out his metal detector, turns it on, and there's nothing. Mm. Dumb. This is, uh, it drives me nuts to see this kind of investigation. So anyway... Like my wife said, what would you have done? I said, well, first thing I'd done, take blood samples. She said, well, they said there was no blood. I said, that's not true. Most, all of the blood 
has been extenuated. They've taken it. Yes, somebody did. Somebody drained the cow's blood. That doesn't mean there's no blood. It just means it's pooled at the very bottom of the cow. On the bottom, you're going to have to turn him over and uh, put a needle in there and, and get some blood out. You need to take a blood sample. You're looking for human pharmaceuticals or something anomalous that doesn't belong there. As the second thing I would have done, or the first thing, if I'd had my metal detector, is run a metal detector over it. Looking for that beep, 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 beep. You might not find that in one out of a thousand cows, but it would be real useful to find the one thing that was in there. Mm -hmm. Somebody made a mistake and left it. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be intelligent people or it could be the alien. But that would be kind of a telling tale if you found it and got it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, what do you think it was it's that was moving around? I have the, I had the idea of, uh, you ever seen that black, like, uh, it's like that magnetized goo looking stuff. Oh, you're talking that stuff. That can like, you know what I'm talking about, Daryl? Yes. Is it? It's, do you think it could be something like that that's crawling around inside of it, or you know, it's being controlled remotely through that, or you know, in a certain way through that stuff? I have I have no idea. Well, that you know, that's a that's a you're a biologist, so you you're 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 asking good questions. You're you're getting into the biology of the animal. And I think that's a that's that certainly is a consideration. My gut feeling about that is it is a an actual implanted device moves around in probably through the circulatory system or mm. through the gut uh, uh, through the uh, through the gut process from the neck from the mouth all the way back to the anus. Uh, Taking readings or whatever. Got, cow, well, the cow's got four stomachs anyway, mm -hmm. so. It's got plenty of area to move, and it may be searching or checking for certain things in the cow itself. And uh, somebody may be moving it around like a, think of it this way. If there was a, uh, a satellite watching the cow, so to speak, and a drone operator, let's say the drone is real small, like the size of an implant in a cow, could that be done? Well, of course it can. That's not beyond our skills. Mm -hmm. If we can operate a drone 20-30 feet long in the sky in a rock, and we can do it from Florida, why can't we do this with a little simple little tiny half inch or inch long device inside a cow? Mm -hmm. So that might be uh, one way to, to do that. So getting to the cow as quickly as possible Calling the cops is important, but it's not the most important thing. First thing I would do would be call uh, somebody that knows what you're doing, not just somebody that's looked at a bunch of cows and said, yep, that's cow mutilation. It's got right touch, right spot. That doesn't mean anything to me. Mm -hmm. That it depends on the cuts, the, the way the cuts were done, how they were done, what specifically was taken, and again, did you check it with uh, infrared, ultraviolet? Did you take a blood sample? And, and, and then did you, of course, check it with a, with a metal detector? And most importantly, did you do a necropsy? That's basically uh, 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 your necropsy is just an, it's an, it's a way of doing a, an autopsy, but it's on an animal, which mm -hmm. would be called a necropsy. So, if those things weren't done, 
then you just did basically a half-assed uh, investigation in my previous. Has there ever been any radiation or really exotic particles observed with these carcasses? In, for all practical purposes, no. Uh, but again, the reason the answer is no is because 99% of these cases, nobody brings any equipment out there to do right. mm -hmm. other than to make a TV show. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like doing an eDNA survey. Don't even it's get me not, started. It's not science. It's not. It's it's a TV show. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And you know, it's hard for a lot of people to uh, distinguish those sort of things. You know, you see it on TV, you take it as like, oh, these guys are putting in the full effort. You know, they're wearing every hat, so to speak, to figure this out for this TV show. When it's usually mm -hmm. just a UFO hat and an entertainment, let's say, hat. Entertainment <laughs> hat. <laughs> a new one for the list well the uh some studies have been done on the uh the powder that's been found in uh, uh some dutch crop circles believe it or not mm -hmm. uh and uh even inside one of the uh investigators home by the way <laughs> uh it's, it's laboratory grade highly refined 99.999 percent pure Hydro, hydromagnetite, mm. uh, or a magnesium carbonate. Mm. So that might give you a hint, and uh, we can talk more about it later. Today. What are they injecting these cattle with it, with this stuff? We don't know. We don't know. Magnesium don't know. carbonate. Nobody checks the. Nobody checks the cattle. This just showed up in 2010. Wow. In uh, in a Dutch crop circles. Uh, okay. And this this might give you a clue about what to look for in cattle, and to see if the intelligence community or if the alien is involved. Mm. Like you might want to know what would hydromagnetite uh, or magnesium carbonite be doing in a crop circle or in a cow. Right. What would be the purpose of it? And uh, you might want to explore that and get back with me and come up. With some ideas for yourself, and we might go a little further with that. Ooh, I th are you giving us homework? I think he just gave us homework. I uh, would never give you homework without, uh, you know, threatening you at first with a paddling or something. Horrible <laughs> 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 punishment. <laughs> no, I just. No, I'm, I'm definitely. I think part I'm, three. Yeah, I'm fascinated. Carbonate. Yeah. Because I just was looking, yeah. did a cursory look, just to. I'm very excited. Yeah. Good. And you guys, uh, maybe you just started your first cattle mutilation case. And uh, but there's one last thing we can talk about yep. if you want to about yes, what, what we might want to look for in cattle. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, like number one, if the aliens involved, they're looking for certain things. Look, look at the fact they've taken the tongue, they've taken skin samples, they've taken in some cases. Uh, uh, the or certain organs. Now we're not talking about the intelligence community; we're talking about the alien. Mm -hmm. But but the but the, the the intelligence community does some of this stuff too, and sometimes they duplicate or replicate what the aliens done, but for their own reasons or to fool people and make them think it's an alien instead of them. But my point is that. Uh, Let's see if I can pronounce this correct. 
catecholines, uh, uh, these are basically neuro, neurotransmitters found in, uh, in, uh, in people as well as in animals. Uh, whenever heightened uh, extreme fear, extreme passions and things like that are uh, uh, these, uh, these uh, neuropinephrine and dopamine is a good example. These are uh, neuromodulators, literally, that uh, they're in the central nervous system and as, as hormones in the blood circulation. This, uh, these modulators are of interest to the alien. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, they may be interested, maybe they, the government's interested in it too, because they want to find out what the alien's doing. But my point is that one has to ask questions. If, if the aliens involved and they keep draining the blood, why would they need all the blood? Why can't they raise their own cattle and do their own thing, so to speak? The fact is that in, in my multi-hat opinion, the reason they're interested in these neurotransmitters, the alien and possibly the intelligence community, is because this would tell us a great deal about uh, what they might be using that for. In other words, you can decrease or increase the neurotransmitters and affect behavior. But by the same token, this this neurotransmitter dump into the bloodstream, when you find that, and I think you will in probably these cattle, and because I think they've been traumatized beyond belief, and one of the purposes of the alien is to retrieve the emotions mm-hmm. of the cattle or other animals and human beings as well. Many abductees will talk about uh, them being uh, under extreme fear or extreme passions, uh, sexual or otherwise, in which they, the alien seems to be interested in that. And the question is why? Well, they want our DNA. Don't be stupid. <laughs> the alien knows more about your DNA than you'll ever know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've known that for a long time. They're not stupid. They can figure out how to get DNA. They know, they know all about your DNA. What they don't know, what you don't understand or what the, the uninformed person doesn't understand, perhaps, is they're looking for certain things in the DNA. I give abductees six reasons why they're probably taking you. But one of the big reasons, and on the most grand scale, the most obvious of all things, is simply to checking your blood and collecting your emotions. One of the things you're doing in some of these abduction events on cattle as well as abductees is to collect their emotions and particularly these neurotransmitters in the blood. As much blood as possible is important for whatever reason they're using it for, but I suspect that the alien doesn't have any interest in it because it doesn't mean anything to him by and large. But whoever made hash clone or manufactured them does have a specific interest in that. And again, you're a biologist. Do the math. Do the work. Figure out what it is they're looking for. And you'll have a pretty good idea 
of the fact that it may be like a drug that you can in, infuse into someone who is a little higher being than the alien, so to speak, than, yeah, the alien. In other words, someone who made Hatchcone or manufactured you, and you might get a, an answer as to why they need need these neurotransmitters and what the effect of that is on a being like that. It's not like you whatsoever. Mm. It might be a drug, so to speak. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we've talked. So we somebody did, gets off to that, right? Because right. we talked about it a long time ago. We did an episode on cattle mutilations, and I looked into the only compounds or or uh, amino acids or whatever that were found in genitalia, the liver, and the tongue commonly. Like you could get all three of those, and I cannot remember that list for life of me. But there was only like three or four things, and they were weird things. They were really well, maybe. You- Maybe you could get those that list together and send it to me. We'll uh, yes. compare some notes. Yeah, we'll do. Uh, I'll find that that script because it was it was very odd to me that it was like, well, when we first started doing this, like, what if they're always taking these sets of organs and these sets of things? Well, what do these things have in common? What are the commonalities? And one of them I do remember was magnesium. It was not magnesium. It was a different type of magnesium. Now I can't remember off the top of my head what the other compound attached to it was, but it was magnesium. Uh, it's that's weird. That's tr- that's triggering all kinds of bells for me. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm excited. We we're definitely gonna have to do a part two on this. We're just well, of course we will. We're just gonna have you come every week now. <laughs> well, we'll call it Daryl Friday. We'll cost you an extra extra three bucks. Oh, okay, Ooh. I'm signing the check. He's going to have to get a new checkbook. Well, remember that magnesium carbonate I told you about? I got saved on my phone. Powder. Yeah. Yeah. Good. You're, you're, you will do well to uh, uh, exploit that in your, your studies as a scientist. You, you should have a, a lot of fun with that. I, I'm already really excited. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to clean the house today now because this is all I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Emily's going to hate this when she gets well, home. Emily's going to get after you. Yeah. Now she's going now she's going to get after me for not letting you do your housework. She's going to be like, "What the hell is magnesium carbonate?" It, right. But Why I, is there 500 tabs on your computer open that says magnesium carbonate? <laughs> just lock her out. Lock her out of the house for the day. <laughs> lock a 9-month <laughs> pregnant lady out of the house for the day. You have work to do. I'll, I'll tell you a funny one. My uh, my wife uh, uh, before I got my UFO freezer uh, used to store certain little things in one part of her refrigerator. And uh, needless to say, I, I made a joke about it one day, and she did not appreciate it. But she is Mrs. Clean. She is Mr. Clean's wife, so to speak. Mm-hmm. She keeps everything perfect. And uh, I, of course, am like not Mr. Clean. And uh, anyway, so I said, you know, I said, uh, I was laughing to tell some friends of mine, they said, what's that stuff in the back there? And I said, that's my UFO stuff we don't know what it is but it's growing at alarming rate and uh, it's growing toward the food that she's got stored that are leftovers and uh, we're gonna let them meet and see who wins the battle who can devour each other either her leftover food or my ufo stuff and then <laughs> whatever it is that crawls out of there that'll be the winner and uh <laughs> she did not like that at all <laughs> Oh my gosh! I well, love I'm it. just making a joke of it, but uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was. Uh, I, I, I have an inordinate sense of humor. No question about that. It's, yeah, and this has been amazing. Uh, 
we're already at an hour 15. I don't know if you have anything else you want to talk about for this episode. Well, I think that I think we've done all the damage we can do right now. Yeah, this is a really good episode. Yeah, it's raised uh, a lot of questions. Anytime that I'm quiet for 98% of the episode is a good episode because I'm just sitting here listening. I'm just like so in tune. Yeah, observing. Your, your wife told me, you know, Emily called and said, uh, what can we do to get him to be quiet around the house? And I said, well, I'll figure something out. There you go. It worked. Yeah, for an hour. <laughs> she enjoyed it. I'm sure she's sitting in the other room just like, are they even recording? Till you ruined it with that magnesium carbonate. I know. Yeah. Now, 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 now she's gonna come for you. Yeah. You dug your own grave. Uh, it's over for me. I yep. Know. She's four I'll foot tall. So just, just stand on a step oh, stool. And, well, my wife is about about four foot uh, eleven or five two one something like. She's real short. And uh, people always ask me at conferences, "How? What's your wife look like?" I never see her. I said she's about six foot nine, <laughs> weighs about eight hundred eighty eight pounds. Of course, she's just a little tiny type. Describe her as a silverback gorilla. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Uh, But no, Daryl, thank you again for taking time out of your day. We've grown to have so much fun with you. Oh, yeah. It's going to keep happening. We're so excited that we got to meet you. And this this has just been fun for us because it's definitely opening up windows in my mind. Yeah. I think, yeah. Well, I hope that we can continue this and uh, maybe once a week at least. Uh, have another show, and uh, we can come back and uh, uh, work more on some mutilations, some different kinds of mutilations, human ones too. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. like to really get into that. Yeah, okay, that sounds amazing. So, but you know how we, anyway, you know how we like to end nope. it. We're gonna count to three. You, you, we didn't get you last time because of the audio issues. Oh yeah. But we'll count down from three, and we'll all scream by into the microphones, and then the outro will play. Okay. All right, three. Two, one, bye. bye. Thank you for listening to Crips of the Corn podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow. Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review. And remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash Crips of the Corn.com. And don't forget, stay magical.